Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. All right, you can text us at 630 630. Bob, this text comes in on our Heartland Ford text line. How many people would fawn over you if the Oilers were the Tampa Bay Lightning? Casting uh, aspersions your way is like blaming the weatherman for the weather. Keep up the good work and let the haters hate. Well, sometimes you just don't say what people want to hear. That's part of the issue. Oilers are in tough to make the playoffs. That is the truth. Oilers downgraded their skill level at forward this year during the course of the season. They are finally healthy in D. They've had a good five-game stretch, and they've only got one win. 38.8 shots per game. Former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach, now the head coach of the number one ranked Alberta Golden Bears, back for his second tour of duty there. Former NHL player with the Oilers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, or uh, the New York Islanders, Ian Herbers joins us right now. Hi, Ian. How are you? Good, Bob. Thank you. Yes. uh, Back at it. And it's a big series because if you win the series this weekend, you qualify for Nationals before you play the Canada West Final. I know you ended the regular season with a pair of games against Calgary, and they played you tough, didn't they? No, no, they always do. Uh, They're well-coached, big rivalry game. Um, they work hard. They don't give you anything easy. You've got to go out and earn everything. Their goalies are strong. Their D are solid. And Sheen is playing really well for them up front. Yeah, I saw a bit of your game after the San Jose game a couple of weeks ago, and he was flying. Riley Sheen played for the Kootenai Ice in the WHL. You have a former member of the Kootenai Ice, Luke Phillip, that is getting a lot of attention. I know that uh, Elliot Friedman mentioned him on 31 Thoughts and We've certainly referenced a couple times. Now, Ian, you've coached in the American Hockey League. You've been an assistant coach in the NHL, head coach in the AHL. Uh, in your opinion, as the season has gone on, is you know Luke Phillip looking like the? And I know there's been lots of different teams in to see him. Is Luke Phillip looking like the type of player that might be able to make the next step the way Derek Ryan did? Uh, well, Derek, it took a while. It took him a couple of years over in Europe, and and he kept working at his game. Uh, led the Swedish Elite League the one year in scoring in that. So I think there is that opportunity for Luke. Uh, he had a great summer last year, as we've talked about in the past. Uh, he still led Canada West in scoring, even though he missed four games without with an injury. Uh, and, and if you look at it, it was a pretty serious injury, too. And for him to come back that quickly from it uh, and just carry on where he, before he got hurt. So uh, he does a lot of good things. He's worked at his game. He's working at a 200-foot game. Uh, plays in all different situations for him and is a key piece in our team. Uh, he is a right-shot center as well, and uh, he, you know there's value in those, those sort of players. Do you think he's a better center or a better right wing? 
I haven't played him on right wing, so I couldn't comment on that. He does well for us at center. Uh, one thing he will have to work on is face-offs, getting stronger in the face-off circle. As you know, that's a big part of the game at the pro level. Um, so you definitely need to keep working on that part of his game. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Alberta Golden Bears, number one ranked in the country, and I think you're on like a 20-0-1 run over your last 21 conference games. And full disclosure, you had five or six forwards out in the first four weeks of the regular season. Do you think you, you know, has this team already plateaued, or do you think you got another gear that you can get to with your squad? Uh, we knew it was going to be a process at the start of the year, especially with all the injuries. Uh, those games that we lost at the end of the year, we kind of gave them away. We, we had the team's enough depth that we we should have pulled out wins, but we were still in that learning process and, and switching our style of game over because uh, the next night we would come out just flying and just roll through that team. Um, so now it's a consistency. And for us, it's just we're focused on the game at hand, the game we're playing, and just getting better. We never even realized it was that many games in a row or points in a row or anything else like that. We're just focusing on that weekend, the first game Friday, then obviously the game Saturday, and then worrying about the next weekend and about our game, how we get better as individuals and as a team. So I think we still have more to go. Um, I like where we are right now. I thought we've had a very good last month of the year here. Um, but there's still room for us to grow as an individual's entity. Now, you've got two really good goaltenders, uh, both with a heavy major junior pedigree. Do you go with one guy in the playoffs, or what's the philosophy there? Uh, so Archenko's starting tonight, and we'll go from there. Um, it's something we'll discuss after the game, see how it goes, what the workload was like. Uh, Brendan Burke has been battling injuries all season long, so he hasn't had that full season of prep like Sachenko has. Uh, Zach's been very good for us this year, very consistent, uh, very reliable in that. So we'll play the first game here and evaluate after the game. Uh, Sachenko was a second-team conference all-star. You got a pair of first-teamers. We mentioned Luke Phillip already. Jason Fram is a right-shot defenseman. He had a at least one 60-point season in the WHL. I mean, he's about as good as it gets as an offensive-minded puck mover in your league as there is. Yeah, that's correct. There isn't anybody close to him. Uh, as far as his ability jumping up in the play when the right time is to be playing, uh, when even just a leader rush, he can skate through a team on our power play breakout. We'll go to a, a drop play, and if they're poaching on our drop passes, he has the ability to skate right through the other three penalty killers. So a uh, very good player, good shot, very good head for the game. He's worked hard on his defensive side of the game, uh, and it's had a good season for us. Tyler Soy came at Christmas. So I know he got a little bit banged up. Is he out this week? He's out this weekend. Um, hopefully day by day afterwards he sees our team doctor on Saturday, I believe, and then gets re-X-rayed on Monday to see how it's coming along. And hopefully he's in for Saskatchewan. If not, maybe by Nationals if we make it that far. All right. Uh, I need a couple more for you. You spent the last three years with uh, Todd McClellan. Are you a different coach now than you were when you came to the Oilers uh, after leading the Bears to back-to-back national championships in 2014 and 2015? I think so. Um, you take every experience and learn from it. Uh, if you don't, you're not a very good coach, that's for sure. Um, so we saw a lot saw a lot from other organizations as well and other coaching staffs and pick up little tidbits here and there. And then obviously the time I spent with Todd and the staff and, and the players in Edmonton with Connor and Leon and and nurse and so 
It's you pick up things and pick up little things that you can work for your game uh, and bring back to you sport level. Now, you're 20-0-1 in your last 21 conference games. How often do you raise your voice during the course of a game on the bench? <laughs> uh, depends sometimes on officiating. <laughs> but not on your own players? <laughs> no, not for the most part. They, uh, they're pretty well motivated. I don't, I don't know. Maybe a couple times this year I've come in a dressing room and had to raise my voice a bit, but it's not where I've had to snap or anything else like that. Uh, uh, different generation as well in terms of the communication skills? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's an older group. They've all mature. They played in the Western Hockey League. They're all very academic-focused. Um, I just get the message across. We got great leadership that takes over in the dress room as well. So I say something, I talk to them if it's, and let them handle it if it's an issue they need to take care of. Um, so it's a very good group to work with. Which coach uh, that you had along the way, and you had a bunch of them, uh, which coach used to light you guys up the most when you played? Whew. Well, well. Well, I guess if it went all the way back. You got some like junior coaches that weren't uh, very good. Uh, they used to yell and scream all the time. Um, I had Rick Dudley in, in Detroit, but he never yelled and screamed at us. He was always good on that front. He'd always take it out on officials or somebody else. Uh, Ludzik was never really snapped on us either. We had an older team. Um, I don't know. If I went back, I guess maybe to Mitch. Midget Hitch would uh, get on us every so often, but other than that. You guys won a bunch when you played for Hitch and Midget, didn't you? Yeah, we won uh, Alberta twice, Air Canada Cup. Uh, we went both years. Uh, so we had some very good teams, some very good players, obviously very well coached. Um, so it was a very good two years. We both moved to the Western Hockey League right after he went to Kamloops and, and I went to Kelowna. There you go. Uh, hey, I can genuinely say this as an unabashed, uh, full-on supporter of the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program. Get her done. We'll try to. Good that's luck. Plan. Good Thank luck, you. Ian. There might be a couple scouts out tonight, Ian. Yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you later. That All is, right, have a good day. Yvette, that is Ian Herbers, the uh, head coach of the number one ranked Alberta Golden Bears. Uh, Bob Stoffer with you. Do you want to tell you? Royal Pizza. Pizza past and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Still to come, Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, who tonight hosts the Red Deer Rebels. This is Oilers Now. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, just regarding any potential, you know, is it a fine? Is it a suspension with Connor McDavid? I believe uh, we'd have our answer before 4 o'clock Mountain Time. So stay tuned on that front. The 630 Channel will have ongoing coverage throughout the course of this afternoon. We are pleased to be joined on the line by the head coach of uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings, and that is Brad Lauer, who has seen his team take a quantum step forward but they have a huge weekend home and home with brent sutter's red deer rebels brad welcome back to Oilers now how you doing hey bob thanks thanks for having me hey uh with the islanders being in town given the fact yeah. that you uh you know played parts of <laughs> six seasons did you happen to make it down a game last night 
You know what I did? I got, I, I was uh, I stuck around for a little while. I'm, I'm very fortunate to work with a couple of their guys. They're obviously good friends with Barry Trotz and then, uh, Lane Lambert and I worked together in Milwaukee. So I spent some time with them in the morning and uh, a little bit before the game, and then I uh, caught the first period. So you were uh, you were in Milwaukee before Ian Herbers was there because Herbert uh, actually no Ian was there after. Oh Ian, okay, Ian, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there before, yeah, before Ian yeah. was there, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Kirk, so there. Kirk Muller uh, went into Milwaukee after Lane was the head coach there, right? Uh, correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And Lane uh, is a, a terrific. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, you guys had some good teams. Did you have like a, I think a couple te- like. Forty-five or fifty-win seasons. Yeah, there? yeah, we had a we had a good run there, actually. You know, and one thing, uh, I mean, obviously, we were affiliated with the with the National Predators, which is obviously what Barry Chotz was working for at the time, and that's that's kind of where the relationship started with us. Um, you know, one thing with Nashville is, uh, you know, their 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 biggest thing was uh, you got to you got to make sure you play in Milwaukee before you can get to the National Hockey League, and that was uh, David Poyle's theory. It's just prove that you don't belong in the American League before you come to the NHL, and and we 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 had some really good players. I mean, we had Pekka Randy. We had we had a list of guys that uh, you know are very NHL, very good NHL players right now. Do you know what I remember about Lane Lambert? <laughs> he <that>? could chuck him. <laughs> he had fast. He had a fight with Jim Benning one time. Yeah, yeah. And I believe Mark Hebsher from uh, he was then with uh, CHCH TV out of Hamilton. He yeah. said, uh, "Rock 'em, sock 'em, robot." Did you ever? Uh, I mean, he was with the Blades. I'm thinking yeah. you were a little after him uh, was, yeah. with the Pats, but did uh, you cross paths in pro or in the minors? Yeah, we know. He was in Quebec, and, and he was with the Rangers and, and Detroit. And um, He was a guy I think would definitely fight out of his weight class, and he did awfully well at it. Um, you know, he's one of those guys that was uh, all offense, and uh, <laughs> like you said, he, he, was, uh, he could handle himself, and he wasn't afraid to. Mixed up with anybody, it didn't matter what weight class it was. Yeah, no question about that. All right, yeah. uh, Brad, tonight, tonight you got Red Deer home and home. Yeah, uh, these are two huge games, aren't they? They are, they are. And then, you know, this whole I mean, we, we always talk when we talk, they're always important, but obviously in our own division and and Red Deer, I mean, they're they're not they're not too far behind us, and obviously they're four point games, and you know, a potential potential playoff matchup for us too down the road. So obviously, there's always some meaning to these games now, and and you know that's the biggest thing. And you know, I think it's good. I mean, this time of the year, um, I'd rather be fighting and, and trying to get into the playoffs than to have a cushion lead and then kind of sit back. So it's good for our guys, I believe, this stage of the game, especially this, this late in the season. I was at the game Monday. You guys uh, jumped on uh, Sean Clouston's Medicine Hat yeah. Tigers quickly. Dylan yeah. Miskew, he's giving you some stops, isn't he? Yeah, he yeah, he's played very well. You know, that that game was we were uh, uh, we were a little bit. Uh, under the weather, we had a few guys. We just got off the road, uh, Bob, that uh, we played in right. Brandon, uh, Moose Jaw, Regina, and we got hit with the flu bug bad. It really kicked our guys. And, you know, we, we came back on Saturday. We took off, and we had a little practice Sunday. We still had guys under the weather. But, um, you know, we got it through. We weren't we weren't very good as far as the way uh, the coaches like, but um, we were able to get the job done. All right. Uh, and you mentioned Fix was back. Uh, one guy we haven't talked a lot about this year, uh, his dad, Mark Such, played at the University of Alberta uh, just after Ian Herbers left. Uh, but Carter Such, 40 points now in yeah. 58 games. Uh, and this, you're talking about a guy that's, you know, he's only 17 years of age. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, this, he's not even, is he even, he's not even draft eligible. No, no, no. He's, he's 2020. He's not, yeah, he's got, uh, 
He's got another year. Uh, this draft is next season, so you know he's one of those kids who's been kind of been flying under the radar just because of uh, well, the group has done very well, and, and he's kind of the guy that you know he's kind of the he's always he's very versatile. We use him, you know, left wing, right wing. Um, he's on the power pool. We use him penalty kill sometimes, um, but he you know he's a player that uh, kind of like I said he's kind of flown under the radar this season, but he's 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 been doing a very good job for us as you know offensively. He's getting numbers, but. Um, he's a good skater, really good stick handler. He's going to be one of those guys, you know, that, uh, you know, in a year from now, he's going to be uh, a dominant player in this league. Uh, I got to ask you about uh, a couple other guys that you picked sure. up by a trade. Andrew Fighton yeah. and Josh Williams. Obviously, Williams sure. is a draft eligible. He is going to get drafted yeah. this year, no question. How the Fighton and Williams impacted your team? Well, I think uh, the biggest thing with, with uh, fighting is, I mean, we we were always short that one twenty-year-old when we started the season. Um, we wanted to add at a third one, and we kind of, uh, you know, we kind of, you know, Kurt Hill looked around and, and we did our homework on on the twenty-year-olds that were in the league, and um, we kept coming. His name kept uh, kept coming back to. So, um, one one of the interesting things for, with, with fighting for us was one. Uh, what they what he's done uh, the team did last with with Swift Current um, going to the Memorial Cup and being the the, the WHL championship so that we felt it was something we were missing um, you know just for in our locker room to have a, a quality individual that has been there and understands what it takes to to get to that level to in the playoffs and you know we knew what he could play we knew his, what we knew a lot about his game but i think you know since he's come over i think he uh, i mean offensively he's contributed a lot more than what we thought um he's been very versatile for us uh, very reliable real good centerman you know good on the penalty kill we use him on the power place and you know he's 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 always going against uh you know the opposition's best line as far as checking and and he's one of those guys that can skate with he's a good skater to be able to compete with all that all right. Uh, well, best of luck. Uh, what sort of challenges does Red Deer's kind of drop? They, they're technically their fifth right now. They're yeah. They're now they're going to make the playoffs, right? Because of how the the crossover works. Well, the Brandon's sneaking up. Brandon's been on. Brandon has been going here, so it's between them and Brandon right now. Okay. Um, it'll come in. It's going to go down to the wire. Brandon. They have uh, the curling spiel going on there pretty soon here, so they're going to be out of their building for probably ten days. So they'll yep. be on the road. Um, you know, Red Deer just got off the road here, so um, it's going to come down right to the end of the season between uh, probably them and Brandon and, and Calgary. Obviously, as a couple points ahead of everybody, but um, like I said, there's only ten games left of the season, so uh, these next ten games for every team is going to be important for as far as where you finish. Brad's gone great so far this year. Thank you for taking time to join us here in Oilers now. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. That's Brad Lauer, the head coach of the Edmonton Oil Kings, again tonight at home at Rogers Place against. The Red Deer Rebels, and they go to Red Deer tomorrow night at the Centrum. Tomorrow, the Edmonton Oilers and the Anaheim Ducks. And sometime between now and 4 o'clock, we'll have clarity on Connor McDavid's situation. To this day in Oilers history, brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 39 years. Join the president of New West Travel, Dennis Laliberti, on a spectacular Italian tour and Greek island cruise, including daily tours, meals, and exclusive special events. For more information, call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. Brendan Escott, what do you got for us? It was a big one for the great one. It really, and so many of these are, Bob, but uh, we'll keep beating the dead horse here. Wayne Gretzky scored four goals and an assist for his 10th hat trick of the season, tying his own NHL record set two years prior. The Oilers win 9-2 over the Penguins on the road. That was Gretzky's second four-goal game in two days. 
Uh, well, he wasn't very good, Wayne, from the Edmonton operation. You know what I'm saying? Average player at best. Kidding. I kid. I kid. All right. Uh, tomorrow, the City Ford Faceoff show will begin at 6.30. Buck drop, 8 o'clock. The Oilers and the Ducks. Tonight, Reed Wilkins is at Claire Drake Arena, where Alberta plays Calgary. Again, the Edmonton Oil Kings here at Rogers Place against the Red Deer Rebels. Up next, uh, news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Obviously, they'll uh, have more on today's announcement involving the Trans Mountain Pipeline. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend. Uh, Monday, uh, it'll be NHL trade deadline day coverage. Rob Brown, Jack Michaels, Reed Wilson will, uh, Reed Wilkins, and uh, Rob will be co-hosting from Edmonton. Uh, Jack and me will be cutting in from uh, Nashville. So long. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.